In March, U.S. industrial production plunged almost 5.5% from February. It was the worst performance since 1946. Retail sales fell nearly 9% in the same period. Unemployment has soared to levels not seen since the Great Depression in the 1930s. The coronavirus pandemic has wreaked havoc with the global economy, as nation after nation ordered lockdowns or shelter-in-place instructions to a vast chunk of the world's population. It's a terrible situation, but one that is not without hope. And more importantly, it is a situation that will end at some point in the future. For the manufacturing sector, which represents nearly 12% of U.S. economic output, the collapse in demand is unprecedented in modern times. But within every crisis, there is always a seed of opportunity. And for manufacturers, the opportunity lies with technology. Of course, no technology can create demand out of thin air, but it can help to spot the early signs of renewed demand and give manufacturers the chance to ready themselves and their supply chain partners. You're listening to Ahead of the Curve, the only podcast about Salesforce technology solutions for the manufacturing sector. Ahead of the Curve is produced by Gerent, a leading Salesforce implementation and consultation partner. I'm Chris Henry. Today, a conversation with Adam Alfano, Senior Area Vice President in the Manufacturing Vertical at Salesforce. We'll be discussing the current situation, the immediate future, and the longer-term outlook for manufacturing. Certainly a crystal ball would be useful about now, but you don't need a crystal ball to realize how important a role technology is playing and will continue to play, and how much it can help manufacturers weather the storm. Here's our interview. Manufacturers right now are are in uh, uncharted territory with this uh, pandemic. What is um, what what kind of position has Salesforce taken on how the future could unfold for them? I appreciate the question. I think this is uh, an interesting time for this podcast, to say the least. You know, I want to be really careful to not try to play infectious disease expert or uh, economist here. I think that the future is a little uncertain on a number of mediums, both in the short term and medium term. And I think, you know, having talked to a bunch of customers, I think that's a fairly unanimous point. There may be opinions of the duration of of the impact of this thing and the recovery. And I think all those opinions and forecasts are, are probably fair on some level. What I will say is, you know, if you if you strip out the time at a high level, what we do know is... There's a very dramatic short-term economic impact. And then at, at some timing interval, uh, what we believe will be a very strong recovery in the context of some of the stimulus money hitting globally, some of the uh, easing up on the, on the supply chain impact, and some renewed and trumped-up demand from, from, this, uh, from this really this humanitarian crisis. What we do think for sure is that one thing this will change forever is the perspective on remote work, uh, how folks need to communicate within teams with customers and with their supply chain, and the kind of data access demands for manufacturers. And certainly those are areas where we have a, a strong perspective and a strong stake. So hopefully that, that's a fair place to start. 
Mm-hmm. Well, in, in that regard, then it could prove to be a you know a, a kind of a trend towards working remotely more in the future. But right now, that this is a significant challenge for manufacturers. Look, I think I, I do have several customers and prospects that I've spoken to who are essential businesses, and and boy, do we tip our cap to them for you know, braving uh, the conditions, certainly, you know, that's not easy right now. But I, but I do think there's a, there's certainly a, a bigger focus on remote work and virtual tools across the landscape of companies I'm talking to than, than there was before this. I think that's a normal action. And a lot of the customers, quite frankly, in the most basic terms that I have that are deployed and, and have a fairly stable rollout of Salesforce are, are really thankful they have cloud technology. Because we do have stories of, uh, of companies who are sending out mobile units and shipping old terminals to people's houses so they can plug into old networks from home and otherwise. And so I think that this has created a situation where every company, but maybe especially manufacturers, need to objectively look at their, at their landscape of tools and, and figure out how to communicate and execute a little better remotely. Adam says some areas that could benefit from remote work include customer communications, cross-team communication, field service work, e-commerce, and several other areas which he says present a good opportunity for digitization. Of course, the functions that require physical labor, uh, not so much. You know, there are some theories out there about the potential to, to create some better efficiencies with remote tools, even for the manufacturing floor. But, but I think when I talk about creating remote work and, and really creating virtual environments. We're talking a little more about the front office, about the customer communication, about service, et cetera. There's just you know, some obvious need to be physically present in production. What can, what can manufacturers do right now to, to manage business risk? Yeah, I was on the phone with a number of customers yesterday. We had, um, we had sort of a roundtable discussion. And, and look, I think I, I, I really have empathy for the situation they're in because as much uncertainty uh, as there is during the crisis, there's kind of equal amounts of uncertainty coming out of it. Certainly a scenario no one wants to be in is that you underfunded inventory, the recovery happens and you're not able to meet customer demand. However, clearly taking a bet and hedging and holding inventory right now is going to create some short-term cash flow challenges at a time where business levels are down. You know, I've heard all kinds of varying levels of approach and tools to manage, but I think to the best of their ability, getting the most up-to-date picture and assumptions of what the forward-looking demand could look like and at least have some scenario planning in the markets they serve and the, you know, against the type of customers they serve is something that's a requirement to start to figure out what kind of uh, what kind of demand planning you can cobble together and, and frankly, what kind of inventory investment you need to make at a time where certainly conserving cash is a priority. You know, man, manufacturing cloud is, uh, is intended, of course, to really more closely align sales forecasts with production, but can it be effective in, in the current situation when you know, basically we've, we've got zero supply and, and zero demand for supply? If you, if you ask about the supply side, I think where it plays a role is is informing you know the supply chain in terms of demand. Where where we're seeing use cases and customers uh, looking to to jump on something like this quickly is really to your point with the operations. 
And there's a lot of manufacturers, you know, I don't want to sound grim. It's just the reality. There's a lot of manufacturers who aren't totally clear on the forward-looking demand and the timing of recovery and the volumes needed at recovery. And frankly, their customers aren't totally sure either, which is, which is part of the problem. But when it comes to some of the challenges on the supply chain side, if you think about, you know, some of the export challenges in China and, and some of the other things going on, obviously, we're not going to play a specific role in helping loosen that up. But I do think Salesforce in general and manufacturing cloud can provide a really good landscape for communication to look at data, to start to catalog what customer demand could look like and play that back to the back office and, and supply team um, so that customers can, can take some better bets and start to get underneath what's needed a little better. And I think that, that, I think that where, where it really comes into play is that, as I said, you need agility because that's changing daily right? As, as the perspective changes and the scenario changes. And so we're, we're certainly seeing customers take the opportunity to, to use manufacturing cloud to really build out that perspective, maintain that perspective and continue to evolve it uh, in terms of what their, what their accounts and customers are likely to need. Is there any kind of a role that manufacturing cloud can play in repairing a broken supply chain? Again, I, I think about it a little more on the demand side. Um, so I, I don't I don't want to try to fit a square peg in a round hole, but I but I do think you know there's there's a lot of challenge in in sourcing, but there's also a challenge in just like what are what are we going to produce and what are we going to hold, and you know I, I think that if you have better data around the perspective need at a time where historical data is not going to serve you well at all, you know somebody made the great comment to me like. There's no clarity by looking at the order book right now. It doesn't really tell you anything. Again, I think finding tools to allow for a, a better understanding of, of customers' expectations right now can help the supply side plan better and execute better and, and hopefully cut down on some costs and, and get closer to reality to, to conserve cash but be well-positioned upon recovery. Through this entire conversation, we've, we've been talking about the importance and the role of, of uh, technology in this uh, never-before-seen situation. I mean, companies can't even, they've, they've pulled back all forward guidance. They have no clue what normalized earnings will look like. And, and, and so, the, you know, the kind of knee-jerk response is going to be, okay, we've, we've got to pare back. We, we've got to cash conserve. And therefore, we have to, we have to dump any and all projects that don't immediately benefit our bottom line or help keep the lights on, such mm -hmm. as digital transformation projects. Is, this, is it the right approach right now to um, put all kind of digital transformation projects on hold? Well, I will say I, I'm hearing a, a, a very wide spectrum of approaches there. Right. I mean, look, I think there's a lot of places where cash is constrained and, and companies have no choice. It's a, it's a difficult line to walk in terms of potentially furloughing employees or layoffs, yet still investing in other, in other OPEX op, you know, parts of the business. So I completely appreciate all that. I will say, though, there's another side to this where we have a lot of customers coming to us saying, hey, although it may not be the ideal conditions, we've never had more time literal time, we've never all been in one place for this long to look at something like this and really drive it. So it's not unanimous that, that these, these projects are all on hold. I would say that, again, there's a spectrum of folks pressing on because they have the time and they know how critical it is. 
and folks maybe having no choice but to hit pause, which I totally understand. You know, the potential for maybe some broad-based projects to, to have to to have to have a second look because of just how cash intensive they are. But customers looking for some quicker wins to at least start the journey. And I like our positioning there candidly because one benefit we have from some other technologies is you, you can be very incremental with Salesforce. You know, you know, you could do a very broad-based transformation and we'd certainly love to do that obviously and help you through it. But there's also some quick wins and more of an iterative approach and a more of a seed and grow approach that you can take with our platform that absolutely works. And so we do see folks coming to us right now, especially uh, new prospects and look for a few things like, Hey, help us a little bit with remote work, help us with customer and employee communication. Let's at least get a start on that. Help us have a little better access to data so we can report and see things and maybe help us get a start on cataloging some of the account-based forecasts. And those don't always have to be huge projects, right? So while I totally, I totally understand the need to potentially have a hard look at some of the really big projects right now and maybe time them for later in the year, we've actually seen an, uh, uh, you know, an uptick in the activity of curiosity around, hey, could I find a starting point to at least get some wins off the table while I have this time? all things being equal with CapEx and cash flow and otherwise. What, what, what sorts of things uh, has Salesforce as, as a company been doing then to, to make that opportunity palatable from a financial point of view for manufacturers? Uh, I, I, there's not really a specific answer for that, but, but what, what I will say is we understand the conditions. We want to help. We certainly want to be flexible where we can. And more importantly, if, if, if our team can help you and it is an appropriate time to get a start or continue on your journey. We're all going to have to be realistic right now about what that looks like and, and how it unfolds. And, uh, and certainly, you know, if you read anything about what our executive team has been saying through all this or, or, or the perspective of Salesforce, like we are here to help and we're sensitive to the market conditions and, and certainly we'll apply any instrumentation we can right now to, to, you know, share the risk and responsibility of, of what a, you know, what a starting point or a continuation of a project could look like. Yeah. And, and I think there's probably a role here that can be played by um, Salesforce's uh, implementation partners too. Yeah, no question. And, and, you know, obviously we're on a, a Jarrett uh, podcast here. Jarrett's a great partner of ours and one that's helped us a lot with our perspective in manufacturing along with some of our, some of our best rollouts. And I think Jarrett's done something really smart that that's in line with what I've discussed, which is, you know, I'm sure if you want to continue on a really broad-based implementation with Jarrett, they'd be happy to do that virtually. And we know some of those things that are happening. But they've also created some quick starts for manufacturing cloud where, where in, you know, three to five weeks or even maybe less in some cases, you can at least get a starting point. And I think that's really important. That's, that's not the type of business I think Jarrett would typically be in, right? You'd look for a longer commitment, a bigger project. But a lot of companies are a little resource constrained, a little time constrained, and but maybe do need to get a start on their journey. And I think that that can really help. And and that kind of flexibility is appreciated by us and our prospective customers and, and installed customers. And I think just being realistic about the the market conditions, the type of projects that that have a higher likelihood of a being successful right now and b being funded uh, is a way that that you can help. I think the other thing that Jared does a great job of and and you could probably say the same for 
other in- implementation partners we work with is you have a strong perspective on the industry and what other successful customers are doing without getting too specific. And I think that helps maybe our customers with a lot of uncertainty right now, see the forest through the trees and find a viable starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it just emphasizes your point uh, about being able to pivot quickly and, and look at doing something from an implementation point of view that can at least give you a, a small step forward towards a, what hopefully is going to be a brighter future. Yeah. And, and, and in the most sincere terms, I feel this way about, you know, the partnership with Jarrett and, and what they're doing. And, and certainly on our side, uh, we're here to help. This is a tough situation. It's probably served as a bit of a fortune, forcing function for manufacturers to have to objectively look at their, their tools and their virtual tools and, and their digitization efforts. Uh, but it's an unfortunate way to have that happen. And we're, we're talking shop here, right, at a time where um, there's a lot going on in the world. And more than anything else, we're very sympathetic to the families and companies affected by this and, and, and certainly uh, wish them all well. And to the extent that, that they think we can help them right now, we'll be here. And, and again, we, it's a difficult time. So we're, we're, we're sympathetic to that. This is a difficult time indeed. We've never seen anything like this before. But it's times like these that can often propel significant breakthroughs in how we work and even how we play. Necessity is the mother of invention, and manufacturing in particular has reinvented itself repeatedly. In fact, we're in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution. We've already seen how much has changed in just the last decade and how quickly that's going to continue. And technology is the driver, providing opportunities to rebuild and move forward. Gerent is one company that holds that view, and to that end, the company has created special pricing for its quick start projects that center on manufacturing cloud, sales and service cloud, as well as add-ons that include partner community, Einstein analytics, and data migration. Now, a quick start project is designed to help you get up and running on Salesforce fast with minimal investment so you can accelerate your returns. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerund in cooperation with Salesforce. Our thanks to Adam Alfano, Salesforce Senior Area Vice President in the Manufacturing Vertical, for being our guest on this episode. Technical production of Ahead of the Curve is provided by Dave Grime from the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry. Stay safe, and thanks for listening.